Peace, this is your host Krill of Out The Box. The following interview is part of our throwback series of Out The Box Talks. These are interviews that were done prior to the official season one and two of Out The Box Talks. Enjoy. Welcome, welcome, my peoples. You are in tune to another special edition of Out The Box Radio. This episode features two artists who represent the Southern California region. They've both been building a buzz within the past couple of years in anticipation for their debut collabo LP entitled E&J, recently released on February 4th. One, a lyrically gifted California MC that started out in the group Deep Rooted, and the other, an accomplished producer who's made a name for himself working with artists like Mob Deep, Jurassic 5, Fashan, Blue, Aloe Black, and many more. I've been trying to link with these brothers for some time now, so it is indeed a great thing to finally be building with them today. So ladies and gentlemen, hailing live from the region we know as Southern California, it is my pleasure to bring to you today my homies, Exile and Johas, better known as Dag Savage. Welcome to Out the Box, y'all. What's up? What's up? Welcome. Sit down. You can sit down. <laughs> uh, exactly, what is good, man? What's good, Joe Haas? Hey, everything's love, man. Just pushing this ENJ, you know. Out nice. Here right now. Nice. I'm loving the new album, man. Loving it. Loving the warning mixtape that you guys put out. You guys been buzzing, like I said, for 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 a couple years now. So I'm really, really um excited to be able to build with y'all. Before I jump into the actual interview, um, I just want to uh take a moment to get you guys to give us a brief history on how you individually got started in music. You could start first, Exile, and then um, I guess Joe Hass could go in after. Uh, well, actually, um, I was actually uh, living in my, my grandfather's uh, garage, uh, Alberico Manfredi, and uh, it was me and my sister, and uh, he used to come in uh, like once a week uh, to, to teach me the accordion. So that was my first uh, introduction to making music. You know, he, mm. he was a, a pretty accomplished uh, musician in Los Angeles. And uh, he basically did everything accordion, but he also played the vibes and mm. instruments as well. And uh, he had a, he actually had a music shop and they used to teach music. Um, I was actually living in uh, his garage during my, my parents' divorce, so uh, I ended up living with my mom, and I didn't really uh, see my dad that much, but all at the same time, they were uh, teaching music. Mm-hmm. And, you know, uh, every now and again, I would get, you know, some drum lessons or something and, and whatnot, but um, later on, I discovered music on my own uh, via, like, the, the roller skating rinks and, mm-hmm. and you know, hearing, like, Debbie Deb or Planet Rock or, you know, which eventually grew to like Run DMC and LL Cool J. Right. You, you know, and I just started like lip syncing LL Cool J like for the whole family and whatnot, you know. <laughs> I, you know, my mom used to set me up in, in front of friends or family to lip sync LL Cool J I ain't love and shit. <laughs> Funny shit like that. But, um, but then eventually, um, I got a, uh, a home stereo system, which was, you know, at the bottom you have the two tape cassettes and then in the middle you have uh, the radio and then you have the turntable up top. And I right. got like my, fir- 
one of my first records was like a Star Wars record, and I learned how to transform scratch by holding in the tape button and pressing the phono button, you know, like, uh-huh. you know, and I used to uh, crank call a girl I liked and, and scratch Darth Vader noises to her over the phone and shit. Wow. Um, but then from there, I got, um, like, uh, I, you know, then I learned how to scratch with the, uh, pressing the speaker button on the home stereo system, another transforming type of situation. And then eventually I got myself a mixer and one turntable, and I had two tape decks, and I figured out how to, like, take, like, a James Brown, like, loop, or actually right. one of my first beats was from a TomTom Club sample, and I would basically, like, scratch in two bars and wheel it back, and you'd have two bars of silence and scratch in another two bars uh-huh. and wheel it back, more silence. And I would do that for, I don't know, about, like, two or three minutes, and then I'd uh-huh. take that tape, play it in the other tape, and just kind of fill in the gaps. I'd have a complete loop. Then I would take that complete loop, play that in one tape deck, press record on the other, and I could scratch on top of it or add any other kind of noise. Right. I, I basically had, you know, infinite tracks, but it, the hiss would just get louder and louder every time. And wow. then ev- eventually I got a, uh, uh, a a Gemini Scratch Master with the push-button sampler. Okay. And a, <laughs> and a four-track. Because I was getting, uh, I was really like, you know, into like turntablism at the time, and I wanted to make mixtapes, which turned into making beats. And so I learned how to make beats with the four track. Uh huh. And then eventually, uh, I met Aloe Black, and you know, he 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 laid down like some of the first raps on my beats, and we eventually made mixtapes where I'd be DJing on one side, and then on the other side we would have our our, our four track joints. So. On one side would be me doing turntablism and then playing uh-huh. hip hop stuff that I like, and then the other side, like I said, would be me and Allo stuff, and I would just try to sell the tapes like off of the strength of uh, the mixtape side. But eventually, we started getting a lot of love for the songs that we had made together, and yo, eventually, Edge, yeah. Not to cut you off, but you sound really OG right now. Around what time was this when you started doing this? Man, well, uh, as far as the beginning of me scratching, or where mm-hmm. you want to start? I mean, uh, what? just the experimenting, well, what? the initial phases of you experimenting with music and, you know, scratching and making these tapes. Like, how long ago was this? Um, Well, you know, I first started scratching, like, I mean, I hate to date myself, but fuck it, you know, like... uh. <laughs> Or, uh, late late eighties, really. right? Like right. Eighty nine. I figured. Okay. I, I was scratching and beatboxing, and then uh, it, it, I didn't come to um, actually sell my first tape till like ninety four. You know what I mean? Right. But I was just kind of discovering it, and you know, like I used to just think in my head, man, I would do anything that it takes to be able to make like a record, like BDP, or like right. I used to like fan- I used to fantasize in my head, like, man, if I could put out an album. I would make that that whole shit off of like banging banging on the wall, like if they would just put it out. Like I was just, it was just like whatever it would take. And I actually literally used to do that. That's actually kind of a precursor to me doing live NPC stuff. Was uh-huh. we used to kick it on top of this hill, and there was this big pole up there, a big metal pole, and you could hit it, and it would just boom, like boom. And wow, I would just <laughs> we would do graffiti up there, just drink beer or whatever, and 
I would like, you know, pause. I'd put my head on this big metal pole or whatever, and just like <laughs> I would finger drum on there, like, and just learn how to drum, like, through banging on electrical boxes and and whatever, you know. And eventually, I took that skill to do what I do today, you know, with the live MPC, like finger drum. Right. So. so. Wow, I had um, no idea you was you've been doing it that long. That's amazing. Yeah, like Aloe was like sixteen and I was like seventeen the first right. day was out really. Wow. And some man, a lot of that still holds, like oh that shit is still raw as fuck. Yeah. I actually plan on uh putting out a mixtape with some of our old shit, you know. Back when there was an internet, the internet was uh tape cassettes like Probably right. getting dubbed, you know. Dope. Joe still young. Yes, sir. That's what's up. Johas, talk to me, man. Fill us in briefly on your history. I mean, you know, like anybody else, I, I started rhyming, you know, in elementary school. I remember, like, the first rhyme we did was on four track or whatever. Mm-hmm. Started progressing. And, you know, during that time in the San Diego scene, they had a bunch of open mics. But you would go around and battle and da, da, da And I was like, you know, that's what was my thing. I used to go to the different spots, battle cats. I was like, real young, like 14, I'd be battling grown cats or whatever. And uh, people from my crew, they would go back and forth to, like, Los Angeles and, like, Orange County mm-hmm. to battle and get in the little B-boy circles or whatever. And, uh, I, you know, I made it. I made my way up to Orange County one time. So just yellow birds are out here. <laughs> but, uh... Yeah, so I made it my made all the way up to Orange County. You know, I'm in the freestyle battle and I'm doing all that. I run into Exile, and uh, you know, that's how okay. we just formed a relationship or whatnot. But initially, me starting to rhyme was just through like open mic circuits and like you know, battling cats and just recording shit on four track. You know, right. getting high in the room and just doing freestyle songs or whatever. You know, right now. Tell me how you guys actually, I know you just said you ran into Exile, but give me a little bit more details on what that first meeting was like between you two and what initially created the formation of Dag Savage. Well, it was funny because I had actually met uh, one of uh, Boosie's old dancers way back in the day, uh, back when I was still like learning how to make beats. Mm -hmm. Um, And I had met him and we would chop about hip hop and whatnot. And, um, and then, um, I was actually, uh, I actually, I went to a church way back in the day where actually I had met, uh, one of, uh, his name is Bootsy. Bootsy used to, um, be a dancer for Deep Rooted. I knew him, but, uh, Bootsy's younger brother was at a, a hip hop group. Mm-hmm. Uh, with this cat named Hardware, and it's funny because I remember I would see him in church, and then uh, later that same cat, Hardware, had uh, brought Joe Haas through to a show we were doing out in Orange County, and um, and he brought Joe Haas through, and uh, that's where we first met. Wow! But I had been hearing about Joe Haas and knowing that everybody was telling me that I should work with him, and right, and who's, yeah, who's yeah. Bootsy? Who's Bootsy? Boosie is OG deep rooted, man. You like, you know, where, where we come from in Southern Cali, it's a lot of dancing, freestyle dance, not people. And so that's like the thing, that was the thing to do. So Boosie was uh-huh. like ill at that. So he was down with the crew. You nice. Know? So that was our man. He was like the big homie or whatever, you know? 
They were all part of a dance crew called Urban Dynamics back in the day. I believe Joe House was a part of that crew, too. Yeah, I, I used to rap more. But I used to get out on the circle sometimes, you know. <laughs> right, right, right. So there's there's a there's a there's a history, man. Hence the name Deep Rooted. You know, there's a deep history. You know what I'm saying here. Um. So yeah, Dag Savage. How how did the name come together? The the um the meaning behind it. Well, you know, um, I was just I just I really wanted to be part of a group that had like a name you know rather than like you know going exile or like which is dope too but i wanted right. to do something different i wanted to do something different so i was just me and joe were trying to think of a name and i was thinking like you know it was just kind of like a plan word like you know like doing hip-hop shit or or being a skater being a graffiti writer it's like you know you get looked as like like i don't know different people look down on you like damn savages right. or whatever so it's like dag savage like you dag savages but then at the same time when i it just sounded different to me and i wanted to use it but then at the same time when you break down the meaning of dag savage a dag is a socially awkward person and then a savage is a savage so it's just <laughs> kind of like a, a yin and a yin and yang yeah, type yeah. of thing <laughs> so in a sense that explains me and Johas's personalities, but it also just explains the personalities in all of us. I think we got a little bit of savage and, and dag in us, you know, and I think okay. it's Because yeah. I was about to say, who's the savage and who's the dag? But seems like it's both. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely, definitely. Okay. Now, the album, the new album is entitled E&J. Obviously, it sounds like that stands for both Exile and Johas. But uh, give us some insight into the theme of the album and what exactly you were got you guys were trying to achieve with the sound, and also let me know if ENJ stands for anything else outside of Exile and Joe Has. But break break down the theme first. Well, you know, with with Dag Savage, like you said before, he already had his he already had the album with Blue and Exile, and he mm -hmm. had the Fashion and Exile. So I, I definitely think we we attempted to do like a raw sound. But not okay. on purpose. It was just like a raw sound. So initially, when we were going into the records, we were just building off that raw energy. And then, you know, as life takes ups and downs, we just started building experiences upon experiences and, and laying them down. And like a lot of times, the best one when we started hitting our pocket or our groove, you know, I get a beat from Exile, and I'm like, "Yo, what do you want to hear on this beat?" And he'll explain it to me. And nine times out of ten, it's a go. You know what I mean? So. Mm -hmm. That's how we were doing it, really, just just collaborating thoughts. We had one theme in mind initially, but then it just branched off into what Eden Jays now. I think, you know what I mean? Like a kind of like versatile, but at the same time, we still had that raw element to it. That that uh, that uh, the other the prior combinations didn't. Not that they didn't have, but our sound was deliberately raw. You know what I mean? Right, right. I could get that. Yeah, I, you know, with the mixtape, we just we just wanted to show uh, all the different types of um, styles that Joe Haas can come with and just kind of okay. wanted to bring it back home with E&J to explain more about uh, you know, Joe Haas's story and but also still, you know, just just, mm -hmm. just flexing, flexing style, you know, and flexing right, right. Uh, the beats and the rhymes, you know. Now, um, yeah, back to the earlier question. Does E and J stand for something else other than Exile and Joe Haas? Nah, it's, it's Exile just, and Joe Haas. Just that. Okay, yeah. I got yeah. you. Um, 
Let me. Uh, but we, also, we fuck with it. We fuck with the irk and jerk too every now and then. <laughs> <laughs> but um, the other thing I want to know too is um, you you guys put out a series of like you got you know you put out an EP a couple years ago, then the mixtape, and you know then now this this the album. Like I said, you guys been buzzing for some years now. So was that always like in the plan to kind of prep people? With some with some like raw mixtape and EPs before you came with the album, I believe so. I mean, because you know, it's basically trying to build the brand. You don't want to just come out of you know we're coming out of nowhere, but you don't want to just come out of nowhere with you know the the whole shabam. Right. And honestly, we were still cooking up the album, so we needed projects to keep our name relevant and whatnot. Right. You know, we wanted to we wanted to have a a, a lot of songs to work with. To, like uh, the cream of the crop, if you will, you know, for the album. And once we got that ready and the album was going into production, Joe House was like, yo, man, we still got these other songs. Let me just, let me just rock, rock some more and just make a whole nother project, the warning right. tape. And, you know, I think it's just as hot as the album personally, you know, but it's definitely, uh, yeah. uh, I guess I would say it's a little bit more raw, but, um, right. Yeah. It's, he just, he, he just really put the fire under himself to, <laughs> to get that record done and pretty much swung that through in like a month, you know. So right. warning tape by like in a, like a month or so. Like nice. shit, we might as well do a mixtape. Let's just do it. Fuck it. Here we go. Right, oh. right. Definitely, definitely. Now, Exile, um, you've worked with some pretty gifted MCs for other full length collabo projects. Of course, we spoke about them earlier, Blue and Fashion, and these two artists have went on to achieve, you know, great strides in the music business. But I, I want to give you the chance to speak on Joe Haas a bit. Tell me, what do you see in Joe Haas that represents that star quality that made you feel like he was definitely worthy of you lending your support for a full-length collabo project? I mean, really, initially, it was, just, it was just seeing him rock live or seeing how he rocks when we're just like, building and we just happened to stumble onto a cypher and his energy is just like it's his own but it's like you know that of like a bust of rhymes you know like that was that was what was kind of missing from the crew he's just kind of like that dude that can like jump out in the middle of the show and kind of just cut through the already existing energy to be mm -hmm. like blam here's mine and it was just it was to me it was just like the, the perfect addition of of just that raw, commanding, like, you know, spirit that Joe Haas embodies. Right. You know, I feel like you've been really successful in the format of doing these full collabo LPs with one MC in that you've been able to bring out the best in them. You know, I look at, you know, Below the Heavens, I look at Boy Meets World, and I just feel like, Although these artists have went on to do great things, like there's nothing that's touching below the heavens that Blue has done since then, in my opinion, at least. Same thing for Fashion, and um, even with this new E and J album, as as although it's fairly new and I'm really starting to, you know, still grasp it. Um, I'm just curious to know when you look at all of the projects that you've done in that lane, like of course Below the Heavens, Boy Meets World, and E and J. What did these projects all have in common to make you say, okay, 
this is ready to be released. This is something that the world needs to hear. What was that defining moment that said that this is something special? I think uh, it's when the honesty uh, comes out of the lyricist, when mm-hmm. they they tap in to a zone that can be therapeutic for themselves and therapeutic for the listener. Straight up, that's pretty much it. Dope, dope. I mean, and I think that's when you have something special, when someone's able to, to release things about themselves in an honest way that is genuinely therapeutic for them, and also in turn for the listener to 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 feel that and right. and relate it relate it to their own experience and to either make them feel okay about you know what they're going through or just to kind of empower them to feel like they're not alone you know I think uh, that's a big part of music that that um, is special to me and I, I you know and I just I feel honored to be able to be uh, a part of that with. Um, a homie, you know? No doubt. <laughs> with someone that I make music with. Definitely. Joe Haas, let me ask you something. Um, were you around um when um like Below the Heavens was being recorded or when Boy Meets World, like were you in the fold at that time? Yeah, oh yeah, definitely. I was in the fold. I was definitely in the fold. You know, like when when we were in the process and when Exile and Blue was in the process of making it. It was just always like, yo, I got this new kid, Blue. Like, him out, he's real dope. You know what I mean? So I was in the midst of them doing uh, First Things First with Miguel, you know. And uh, I remember when he finished the record, he drove down the day going and played it for me. And I just started, like, fucking jumping up and down. Like, yo, this is the shit. This is the shit. And, uh, you know, like, with anything, at least with artists, you just put it out and hope people like it and hope people right. respond or receptive to it, you know. But uh, mm-hmm. it just... And the test of time, you know, Below the Heavens will always be here. It's just one of them classic records. But I just, yeah, I was around for that shit. I was around for, you know, Boys Meets World, and Boys Meets World as, as well, you know, so. Dope. I've been around for a second. Definitely. That's what's up, man. I didn't know, but that's that's just great to hear the influence it had on you and just, you know, knowing that you were around. That's what's yeah, up. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it inspired, it definitely inspired me to want to work with Exile even more, even though we were friends prior to that. Hearing that record being molded and seeing it come to a masterpiece I was, and the same thing with that Fashion record, it really inspired me, you know, and when you work with Exile, it makes you take it up to another notch. He just, he pushes, you know what I mean? We do five songs, five songs, different versions of the same song, you know what I mean? You might have When It Rains version six, you know, we pick the mm-hmm. best one, so it's definitely... You know, working with XL, seeing how you did with Below the Heavens and the Fashion Record, it really, it really just, you know, it made people like, yo, I gotta come with my shit, or or, it won't, or you won't ever hear it, you know. Mm, dope, dope. What I what I actually want to do um, is take a music break and go into something off the album. This this is a song that um that really really connected with me in terms of the content that's on here, um, and of course always the beats, you know, um. So I want to go into this track. It's uh, track two off of the E&J album. It's called For Old Time's Sake uh, from Dag Savage. Dag Savage. Dag Savage, of course, is comprised of Exile and the homie Joe Haas, who are both on the line with us today. So let's go into it. Out the Box Radio, Dag Savage. This track is called For Old Time's Sake. Check it out. 
job From the walls of juvenile hall to Hawthorne Elementary Thoughts on my past are like photographic memories Rocking talent shows, busting flows at assemblies And now that I'm grown, you can still feel the energy It's been a long time coming Steady chasing minds, I spent a long time running These fake rap niggas spent a long time fronting But they girls on my dick, she spent a long time sucking But uh, sometimes we jump niggas Sometimes we got jump Sometimes we punk niggas Sometimes we got punk I was with Tory when a nigga hit his first blunt In eighth grade when a nigga had his first fuck Kicked out of class just for speaking out But they ain't know that my grandma was drinking out And they ain't know that my Uncle Charles was tweaking out Or how my real pops used to put the beatings out I wonder if he thought I was effective At four years old, the first time I was molested Thirteen years old, the first time I was arrested Just try to see the world from my dad's sad perspective And I ain't trying to make you feel no pity Love worldwide, but hate it on in my city And you ain't gotta like me, but I guarantee you'll feel me Still begging for the Lord to forgive me And they say don't get game, this is my life, life And tripping off the fame, no worries, no stripes, stripes Just look at my brain For old times, look at my pain For old times, and this ain't game This is my life, life, who's in a left lane Switch to the right, right, just look at my brain Like a scar, real deep, it takes time to hit And welcome to my world as I spit it Close your eyes and imagine all the verses that's vivid Feel the pain in my heart that's emerging my spirit Born black on this earth where you curse on my envy You see, we all want a piece of that luxury Cause 40 in a mule ain't gon' make us live comfortably Still having nightmares of my aunt's friend touching me That's why I'm probably cold to every woman that's loving me I still did things the G-way Imagine being the only Negro Nino out in TJ Nine years old fighting niggas that was Kinsey Crazy in the head nigga, I don't give a pinche Now that exile is my DJ A lot of expectations, a lot of naysayers Man, a lot of niggas hating A lot of rap cats running up for confrontations Dropped a couple vinyls, now the whole world's waiting Just trying to keep my baby moms cool I pay child support for shit, you need a job too And I ain't got no time to sit around and argue Keep your faith in me, I'll show you how to God do And I ain't trying to make you feel no pity Love worldwide, but hate it on in my city And you ain't gotta like me, but I guarantee you'll feel me Still begging for the Lord to forgive me Ain't this ain't no good game, this is my life, life Ain't tripping off the fame, no worries, no stripes, stripes Just look at my brain For old times, sick of my pain For old times, and this ain't no good game This is my life, life, who's in a left lane Switch to the right, right, just look at my brain Like a scar, real deep, it takes time to hit Yes, yes, yes. Welcome back to Out the Box Radio. Your host, Krill, is on the line with the brothers Dag Savage, that's Exile, and the homie Joe Haas. Very uh, enlightening conversation I'm having with them. Um, just great to have them on the line. You guys still there, right? Yes. <laughs> yo, yo. Good, good, good. Now, um, Joe Haas, um, I want to talk about that track we just played. Um, I chose it uh, specifically because I feel like 
your story as an MC has yet to be really told. And there's some really heavy lyrics on there in reference to your upbringing and the struggle you've had to endure, if I'm correct. That's the For Old Time's Sake track I'm talking about. Um, yeah, definitely. Now, it's totally up to you and how much you want to delve into this, but you speak on some pretty serious things in the song. And a lyric that really stood out to me was the following. The quote goes, Kicked out of class just for speaking out, but they ain't know that my grandma was drinking out. And they ain't know that my Uncle Charles was tweaking out. And how my real pops used to put them beatings out. I wonder if he thought I was effective. At four years old, the first time I was molested. That's some deep stuff. Damn. <laughs> That's some deep yeah, stuff. Now, well, let me uh, just... Can you hear me, am I there? I hear you. I, you, I, you good? Okay, I mean, like, I honestly felt, man, I honestly felt, like, with the record, that was the missing piece, man. Like, I hadn't said... I said everything I thought I needed to say, except that I was like, man... This is the way people are going to get to know who I am. Not even just the listeners, just like people that just grew up around me and see why, you know, sometimes Jawah's bugs out and sometimes he's real cool. Mm -hmm. And I just want people to really get an understanding of the shit that we're spitting, the pain we're spitting, the joy we're spitting, the joy I'm coming with. It's a place where it comes from, you know what I mean? So you can really see this is Jawah's on the gutter. This is Jawah's with that pain, but I'm also on a righteous path, so... I wanted, when I was speaking that shit, I knew it was going to be uncomfortable. It was even kind of uncomfortable for me, but it was also like therapeutic and it was also just like releasing like weight off my chest. You know what I mean? Right. You know, the song, the song itself doesn't appear to be like, if you just listen to like the, the instrumental or the beat that's, that, that's, that's, you know, that goes with the, with the lyrics. It's yeah. not the most, you know, saddest, deepest type of beat. You know what I mean? So when I when I initially heard it, I almost had to be like, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me just see if <laughs> if this is really what if this is real. But then you you to me it seemed like you verified it when you said, you know, I think you said something later on in the song that this is my real life. Like this is what I So I, I had I you know I had to ask it because you know, and I wanted to verify that too with you, you know, online because it it it, it initially didn't strike me that way, and then just the, just the stuff that was that you were speaking on was just so profound that I had to go back, double back, and be like, "Yo, is this what it is?" You know what I mean? Yeah, nah, I feel you, man. I, I mean, that was the intention, man. I was not like trying to do some shock rap shit, but I just right. knew that was that's gonna stand out. You don't hear them up just saying that every day. You know what I mean? Right. I mean, I think that that goes back to what I was saying, like being able to have music be therapeutic for you and for the listener. You know, I think that's going to free up a lot of weight off of a listener's shoulder who may have gone through the same type of thing. Right. Give them give them some power. Right. Now, Joe Haas, yes, sir. you know, while we on the topic with regards to your struggle coming up, what what would you say has endured you to overcome some of these struggles you experienced growing up? Well, man, I mean, for one, you know, I have a family of my own. So, you know, like all of my mistakes and all of my trials and tribulations, I apply, I can apply it to my family in a positive way and make sure hopefully they don't follow those same steps. You know what I mean? 
mm-hmm. and uh, also just, you know, just continuing, you know, because shit, man, how we grew up, man, the odds is against us, man. I'm, You know what I mean? Like, most of my people, they locked up under the jail, you know what I mean? So I stayed up out the pen, you know what I mean? I, I, didn't, right. I didn't catch 25 years, I didn't get indicted, you know what I mean? So just like that, it keeps you going, man, when you see numbers of friends getting put in the caskets or getting hit with football numbers, man, you, you figure, like, even though it's fucked up, it could be worse, you know? Right, right. So, I mean, what would you say, because, um, you know, typically, you you know, you grow up in a surrounding like that, um, the people that do make it out tend to have some means of support, you know, um, what would you say was your support through it? Because, I mean, to come through what you, you stated you went through, you know what I'm saying, like, that's that's some pretty strong stuff to come through. So what would you say was like that, that guidance or that support that you had that, you know, that, that, that took you through it? Man. Well, you know, definitely my mom's, you know, that was like my, my number one support. I also had a cat that wasn't like my biological father. Mm-hmm. But it was my pops. And, you know, he instilled a lot of good values in me, even though that's might have went astray from him. So I, I had a good support system, even though it was a lot of chaos around me. Right. It's just, uh, you know, I never was, I wasn't, you know, I, I'm not the type of cat to kick a man when he's down, per se. You know what I mean? So I, right. I never had an animalistic vibe in me just to do that shit. But, you know, you're a product of your environment, so shit happens or, or whatnot. But I had, you know, my, my, my step-pops, I call them my step-pops. And uh, mm-hmm. that's why I say my real pops, you know what I mean? But my step-pops and my mom was pretty much the people that kept me from being in jail for 30 years, you know? Right, right. And it's good because... um. I'm a product of a step pops too that, you know, helped to raise me. Um right. and you don't really get a chance to hear too much the positive of a stepfather being in someone's life. So that's pretty dope that you had that that kind of support, although it didn't come from your biological dad. Yeah, that's he was a good guy, man. Paul's a good dude. Shout out Paul. <laughs> Big ups Paul. <laughs> yeah. Now, um, I'm in no way, I don't, in no way do I want to compare you to Blue or Fashion, um, and I know I've brought up the scenario with, you know, Below the Heavens, but um, obviously each of you guys have your own style, but as I said, these are artists who've kind of went on to do bigger things after releasing their first album with Exile, and this is not to take anything away from the foundation that Exile and Dirty Science has built, but for you as an artist, what would you say are the aspirations or the long-term goals you strive for as you grow in your career beyond what you now have with Dirty Science? I mean, I just want to be able to continue to have a platform where I can uh, travel the world, you know, apply more things to the music so I can still travel, still tour, still be able to make be lucrative off my art form and not change. You know what I mean? It's just, do what we do now, but just enhance it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Just do what we do now, just enhance it. We travel the world now, but just to do it, you know, just to shit. Why the stunt, man? We got a million, let's get five million. You know, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's, right. it's, yeah, I just want to keep going. I just want to keep going, man. I really don't, I don't really put like a, think a pinpoint or something like, yo, I want 50 million or something. I just want to be right. able to continue to eat and travel the world off what I'm doing and not be able to change. And I have to clock in, you know what I mean? So, to a job, you know what I mean, to a regular 95, you know? Mm. What What would you say 
in terms of legacy, what would you want your story to be? Like, what is the, the ultimate story you want to be told, you know, as you as you become bigger and you grow as an artist? I just want to be known as a guy who beat the odds, who's continuing to beat the odds, and just, as, as far as music goes, the main thing was just to put out dope music. You know what I mean? That's all I wanted to do was to put out dope music and the people accept it, whether a hundred people accept it or a million people accept it. I just always wanted to be able to put out dope records and, like, people tell me they're dope. <laughs> you know what nice. I mean? Like, that's all That's all I initially ever, that's all we all initially ever wanted to do hip-hop for was, like, this, that's why I was like, yo, that's dope. So, Right, know, right. Dope. I could dig it. Now, um, <clears throat> the next question is actually uh, goes back to Exile, um, <clears throat> and it's in reference to your label, Dirty Science. Um, tell me a little bit about um, when Dirty Science as a label first came into fruition, and w also what has been your intention for it as a business? I mean, the intention really is just to bring the people that I'm close with uh, creatively and enjoy uh, being creative with into a situation to uh, where we could just do what we want to do. Um, I just want to surround myself with people, you know, that I enjoy and that I enjoy making music with. And that's really number one, what it's all about. Right. And, you know, uh, I, and I just, I enjoy, I enjoy, idea of a crew you know like you know like just following the footsteps of like the people before me like nice whether it be like uh primo or like hyro and marley mall this that's what i want to do i want to make beats and i want to make beats for the, the cats that uh that stay around me and that uh and, and create a platform for them to be heard and one of the main things that I obviously like to do is to um, is to break artists and you know like like Marley Maul he wasn't he wasn't looking for some cat who was already made he was he was making his folks around him you know mm -hmm. so that that's 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 all I want to do is just make beats and uh, do whole records for uh, for cats that I, I meet that I think are dope and uh, I I enjoy kicking it with them, you know what I mean? Right, that's right. really it. It's it's pretty simple, to be mm. honest. And um, <sighs> um, you know, basically, I just created the Dirty Science stamp, you know, so we could all just just form like Voltron, like a crew and just, and just stamp that on like everything that we do. So that way blue's doing something is promoting us. We're doing something. We're promoting right. blue. We're promoting right. fashion. You know, it's just like, mm. that's pretty much it. That's pretty much it. Definitely. Now, um, you just put out the cult classic LP with, um, Denmark Vesey and Scud one, which is a huge favorite of mine. Um, and of course, this new E and J album. So it's a real good place for you to be at right now, business wise. But um, just so we up to date, like, what's the move you're trying to make um next that would turn this this dirty science thing 
up another notch? Well, me and Aloe have uh, two albums uh, that we're, we're getting ready to drop. We have a, a mixtape. We're going to release a free album. Dope. Uh, and we also have an album that we're going to be selling, you know. Uh, so nice. me and Aloe got that coming out, all produced by me. M and I is the crew. And right. then the homie Choosy, we're okay. uh, gearing up to drop his his first mixtape. And we also have a uh, a big amount of songs uh, under our belt for me and his right. uh, debut album, the Choosy and Exile record. Right. Nice. And... Um, you know, and then we plan on doing a crew album too, just the, the whole the whole Dirty Science fam. And then nice. from there, I'm sure me and uh, me and Blue are already talking about uh, our new record, and we actually have like a joint or two. Okay. We're trying to figure out if we just want to use it for the Dirty Science album or for our album. And no. uh, yeah, oh yeah, and me and Fashion have a whole album together that's uh, going to be dropped this year as well. Called the I College. love it. I love so, it. I'm looking and, forward to it. Yeah, and then you know, uh, and then in the meantime, I, I know uh, I, I, Joe Haas is going to be working, getting some stuff done, and then we're going to you know touch back down to do our our number two album. So you already got it planned out. That's what's up. <laughs> Yo, speaking of Choosy, I don't know him much, but that Van Gogh track, his verse is sick on that. I yeah, think it's track that's... seven. He has a sick yeah. verse on there. It just immediately caught my attention. Um, yeah, man, you, you guys got... And I want to talk to you a little bit more about some of these other guys that's on the label, like, you know, like Choosy and Koss and... Or just affiliated with the team. Too, yeah. yeah, yeah, these are some some pretty dope lyricists, man. Um, yeah, we definitely not, plan on uh, doing some stuff with Koss as well. Got some stuff in the works with Adad. Adad, Adad, and Koss. Right, Adad, yep, mm-hmm. Nice, nice. So here's what um I want to actually take and another. And me and Denmark, me and Denmark actually have some songs under our belts for word <laughs> records that we're playing. At, so hey, I'm smoking a joint with Denmark right now. <laughs> oh, big big shout out to Denmark, man. Good dude, man. Good dude. He's a good dude. All right, so that's what's up. Um, so let let me actually take a break. I want to actually go into another song off the album. This song came out before the album, but it, it's such a dope song. It's actually featuring uh, Fashon and Koss and um, Tiambe Lockhart on the vocals. So this one is called Cali Dreaming. I know you guys got a video out for this too. I was watching it the other day. I was like, yo, this is my joint right here. So um, <laughs> let, let's go into it. Uh, Cali, Cali Dreaming, uh, also off the new E&J album uh, by Dag Savage, which is comprised of Joe Haas and Exile. And this track features Fashan, Koss, and vocalist Tiambe Lakhat. Cali Dreamin'. Check it out. Yeah. 
yo. Woke up in the city as a derelict. The ghetto is my narrative. Never been the same after Paul and Mom's had a split. Stuck between the bankers and the Sunday morning terrorists. Before I go to bed, I kneel and say a prayer in Arabic. Product of the negligence. Niggas having mad rumbles. Remember when Junior hit T-Boney with the brass knuckles. Fronting like they hard just the other day they ran from you. California dreaming nightmares of this man's struggle. With moms, it was mad hustle. Even though we fatherless, she 15 years clean from the alcohol anonymous. Never had a trade, I got a chance to get a doctorate. She California dreaming, trying to mend these broken promises. Fuck the world and this politics, cause life is not a movie. Paint a picture on the wall, trying to radiate the beauty. Yeah, my Cali niggas stay on the grind. Another day, another dollar, and a 619 and I. Where some nights I don't sleep cause the weight of the world feel like the weight of my sheets. Cali streets wasn't meant for the humble or the meek, more of a jungle where we hunger for peace. Crumple up leaves, the hood life, good life, I'm stuck in between. Wishing I can give my brothers a dream. Something pushing us back, like we swimming upstream. If I take another route, will I make it out? Can't help but doubt, cause it's a struggle in reality. Vice the leader, hand you a pistol, a pass you a mic or some nights in a jersey, tell you shoot like Kobe. Meanwhile, I'm drowning in this bottle of OE. Thinking about how I got a daughter to feed. And will I be around the water in my seat? Just thought. So much on my mind as I sit and unwind. Another day, another dollar in the 559. And I'm undefined. Lost in LA times. Trying to figure out my purpose every day on this earth. What's my meaning when Cali's senseless? They caught my knuckle slipping on the avenue. Now his face on the shirt. Lemur, another day in word. To them bangers that be stacking up that paper in exchange for the work. A thousand planets, a trillion tons. Mass of the sun, what ain't equal to my burden or the weight of my hurt. You ever stood on my turf? You know about them true O's and rolling 30s and 40s. Be riding on them deuce foes in my hood that don't reflect the sentiment in my heart. When the blocks is hard as the times are, we gotta see beyond that. A city made insane by the gangs killed my pops. I used to say that the city gave him AIDS. So much on my brain, it replays and repeats. Another day, another dollar in the trade through street and I'm. Welcome back to Out the Box Radio. Your host, Krill. Got the homies, Exile and Joe Haas on the line, better known as Dag Savage. Really loving the convo that I'm having with them. Some really insightful talk here. The last track you just heard was called Cali Dreaming off the new LP. Just a really dope track. Very mellowed out, reminiscent on life, down Mary Lane type vibe. You know, Exile, you also do a really good job at infusing hip-hop with jazz. You know, you have a real nice hip-hop jazz feel to some of your music. And that's one of the things I really admire about your work. You know, so that's just a sidebar. But um, the title of the track um, we just played, of course, Cali Dreamin', is really fitting for my next question. 
Um, I feel like for the past decade, there's been a scene coming out of Cali primarily that has been producing some of the most talented, cutting-edge, uh, creative, and experimental producers in hip-hop. I just love what I'm hearing from uh, the hip-hop producers in the Cali region. You guys got Madlib, Alchemist, Ono, Georgia Ann, Flying Lotus, Brain Feeder, cats like Knowledge, Lee Bannon, yourself, just so much more dope-ass producers. What what do you think it is about the this Cali music scene that's able to give birth to all these great creative producers um, that exist? Both of y'all could answer it, either one. Ah, uh, man, I, I don't know. Um, I guess it's... I almost I want kind of want to give some credit uh, at least for the beat scene to to Sound and Color kind of being one of the first to platform um, the instrumentalist you know the beat maker the producer okay back into the limelight as being a star you know which I think progressed production in general and made people want to step up their music or their beats to be heard on its own without a lyricist mm -hmm. and then with the birth of low in theory um, right i think a lot of new kids were able to be exposed to cutting edge music before it even comes out so you could go to a club and hear a brand new style that may not come out for another year and gonna spark ideas for when you get back home into mm -hmm. you know your home your home studio or whatnot to nice. try to one-up it, to try to one-up it or to try to mimic it, which just creates this, this, uh, this smoke, this, uh, local motive or whatever, local motive in a way, you know, to, uh, to just push each other. And, mm -hmm. uh, even, even the people that would go to low in theory would, you know, try to one-up each other. Right. And it's all, ba it's all based on hip hop, you know? So, so I think, I think a good example of that back in the day was like Project Blowed. But right. the difference was it wasn't with beats trying to push each other. It was with, with raps. MCs, yeah. Definitely. But I think, so, I, I, I think the beats that were coming out, out here, you know, uh, allowed for a whole new uh, batch of, of hip-hoppers, you know, because it's all hip-hop, really. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you mentioned Low End Theory, and I'm, I just want to make sure, you know, for the people that don't know what Low End Theory is, what what that scene is about um uh do you mind just telling people what 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 the whole scene of of low end theory is about and what it what it represented to um that culture uh the homie daddy kev gas lamp killer dj nobody mm -hmm. edit d styles uh sam with the ill sound system uh it's basically them getting together you know within the same ideas of playing music at the right time, you know, in a DJ setting, uh, a, a, along with all the current music in a way that could, you know, blow people's wigs when they're, when they're listening and, and, and be able to even play old records along with new records. Right in a way that can just kind of reintroduce them. Uh, you know, it's, 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 it's cutting edge beat shit, uh, computer, like bugged out shit, you know, like right. no holds barred, like just bugged out beat shit. Right. 
<laughs> you know, that's Definitely. basically what it was. And, you know, people really gravitated to it at this club, Low and Theory, mm-hmm. over at the airliner out here in L.A. Nice, nice. What's what's the status of Low and Theory now? Is it still, you know, yeah, popping still like popping. it was before? Yeah, me and uh, Joe Haas actually had our record release party over there. Okay, yeah, dope, popping. dope. Still popping. Yeah, we had brought out Blue and Koss and the homie Satire, Choosy, and... I made a special MPC beat set for that night, and, you know, we just tore it down. No. <laughs> Basically. I never I uh, never got a chance to come out there, but um, I would love to, you know, when I make my it, track it, out to Cali, to check that out. It, it's 18 and up, too, which, which always makes for, you know, a good energy. Right, right. Um, I got to also recognize um a label like Stone's Throw. Um, of course, just, of course you know just because of his presence um how did a label like stone's throw um how you feel a label like stone's throw helped to set the tone or encourage this music scene in cali what do you think the impact it had i mean really madlib you know madlib was just uh making that raw shit just that just connected with the Mm -hmm. hip-hopper in all of us you know uh uh you're a major hip-hop fan or not Right, right, right. Do you recall, like, in the early days of Stone's Throw, before they became, and I, I'm not saying all the way back, but, the, you know, the earlier days, because I know you've been around a lot longer, like, them making that impact little by little in the scene in terms of what they were doing? Uh, well, I first heard them on, on the Alcoholics, you know. Right. The Alcoholics had brought through Mad Lib for some beats and for some rhymes, and then, I remember hearing the old tapes of the loop pack stuff or the old uh, the old 12 inches and actually the homie Blame shout out to Blame who were also uh going to be uh working with within the Dirty Science camp but uh he he had used to uh mess with Can Kick and Oh No on the beat right. back then uh Mad Lib's little bro and uh you know we had always heard about the Oxnard Cats you know, uh, before Stone Throw, and we were all, you know, listening to each other's tapes and stuff. So. Mm. Yeah. It's, it's pretty it's cool you say the Oxnard cast, like they already had their own little movement going on. Oh, yeah, yeah definitely. They got their own shit. They got their own camp out that way. The Ox is something totally different. Shout out to the OX805, you know. Nice, nice. Now, um, speaking, you know, in reference to the Cali scene, the only reason why I touch on this is because, man, like, I'm just so amazed and I'm, you know, I've never been in California, um, but I've, I've known it's just been so much um, that I've heard coming out of that region that's just so dope. Like, I feel like you guys have it hands down in terms of producers. Like, it's between Cali and Detroit today. You guys got the best beat makers in the scene, in hip hop. And I'll continue to say that till things change. But, um... In in reference to um the whole dirty science movement too, uh one of the dudes that I felt has really made a name for himself and you spoke about him of course earlier is your brother Aloe Black. Um obviously him being in an early group which you exile as part of Eminon. Tell us a little bit about what the relationship is like with Aloe Black at this time, you know, um with the whole dirty science team today. Well, you know, we're all just really proud of his success, and he's, you know, has always been experimenting with every single type of music. I mean, every, you know, um, since I've known him. And 
I just applaud his courage to um, to not um, limit him, himself to one music, and he went for it, and you know he found something that struck, and he's he's doing well with uh, being able to um, come out with more hits in that vein, and uh, you know we're still making records together. He still came and blessed the verse on for the Fashion album, right? You know he blessed us. With with the hook and verses, uh, with the mixtapes and the albums that me and Joe has got, and he didn't just make it big and say, "All right, peace." You know, right. I'm, I'm I'm done with this. Right. He he knows how his still roots keep are. Nice. Yeah. You know, um, you know, I'm 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 a little bit older than him, but you know, I definitely. Uh, <laughs> in a sense, look at him as big bro, you know, also, right. but you know, he, he's just a brother, you know, like he's, he's, he's my bro. He's my brother, you know, like, yeah. um, you know, he's not going to leave me, uh, high and dry, you know, if I need advice in this game and vice versa, you know, we got each other's back, you know, um, he's, uh, he's, he's one, he's one of the rocks in my life. You know what I'm saying? Nice. Nice. Yeah. Um, speak, speak briefly on, uh, his journey as you know it and how, I mean, I, the reason why I'm asking too is because like I went to, um, last year I went to go see um, the Best Man Holiday movie, right? I don't get to go to the movie theater as much. But um, I went and <laughs> before the, um, you know, you know, they do the previews and stuff and they had the, they had the commercial. They had the Beats by Dre commercial. I mean, I'm sure everybody's seen it by now, but it was my first time seeing it and I'm like, you got Kevin Garnett in the in the commercial, and I'm like, I'm hearing, you know, Aloe Black singing this song, I'm the man, and I'm like, I'm just like, for a moment, I had to pause, and I told my lady, I was like, yo, that's, that's Aloe Black, that dude, like, he has a history, you know, in the, in the, in the independent hip hop scene. And for a moment, I just was like, man, I just feel so proud of him, because I, because I know what he's come from, you know what I'm saying, that camp. So, you know, it, it's just like really amazing to see him grow to that to that level. So, you know, I just I'm just curious to know, you know, if you could speak briefly on his journey as you know it and how he's been able to go from Eminon to being recognized on this global level and, you know, mainstream level. Man, you know, he's. He's just a lover of music and a lover of creating music, and he just never stopped. You know, uh, uh, he would just do whatever it takes. I mean, me and him were on uh, the cut for MTV with Lisa Lefkai Lopez back in the day. Wow! You know, like <laughs> we won the first round, we lost the second round, uh, but that's all good. Um, <laughs> yeah. And his journey is just—he never gave up. He never gave up, and. He tried all different types of music. I mean, he's able to sing, so why not sing? Right. He's, you know, I've heard him sing soulful songs. I've, I've I've heard him do, like, children's music. I've heard him do, like, <laughs> he has this character he does called Nathaniel that's just like this really dark opera-type vibe over these really hard beats that he made purely with the use of his body, like on some Bobby McFerrin shit. Like, wow. He's, he's, he's a creative cat, and... I think if you just believe in yourself and just don't stop and just keep creating, there's there's no other choice, um, right? For but for the universe to make you successful. Uh huh. 
You know, might I add to, I feel like I haven't heard Aloe rap as much, um, but I think Aloe's a dope rapper. Like, there's some songs I've heard Aloe spit verses on, and I'm like, shit, I would love to hear him spit some more. Is is the new project that you and you said you and him are coming out with? Is it going to yeah, be him all, rapping? Yeah, it's all Aloe rapping. He's cool. Rapping his ass off. Yeah, it's really dope, and... Yeah, it's a great record. It's definitely a little bit darker than what you would, it would expect, and uh, I, I don't mind that at all. I think it's uh, it's it's our greatest hip hop work, me and Allo, definitely to date. So definitely, I'm, definitely, I'm excited for it. Nice, nice. So, um, you know the the whole Dirty Science crew. I know you spoke, you know, briefly on some of the the members again. Run down a little bit. Who, who they are again and and what what is next up like what's next up in the camp for the the, the people that's part of dirty science um um you know we got aloe black we got joe haas exile blue cost blame one uh denmark adad fashion dj day mm-hmm. um say choosy 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 yeah we got Tuesday. Well, yeah, I think. I think. You know, we got we got. That's you know, a squad got, right there. Cat. What up? Now I said that's a squad right there. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. know, we're just we're just going for it, man. We're just we're just trying to live out our dreams. Try to give you as much music as we can. Nice, nice. So, um, before we get out of here, you know, I, I definitely want to thank you guys again for taking the time. Tell us um, what what each of you hope for in terms of, you know, the goals for this album. What do you, what would you like to achieve with the success of E and J and just the recent stuff that you guys have done as well? We just hope to uh, get as many listeners as possible through through touring and just and just doing what we love. You know, connecting with people, making people happy, making people feel empowered to be themselves, making them feel empowered to just to go nuts and scream and just yes. have a ball, but you know, also give them some words that they can they can take back and reflect on. You know, just we just want to be able to give people the power that the universe gave us and and send it to them and have them, you know, take in that energy and 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 release it once more creatively and positively. You know, however they can. I think that's the main goal for me. That's what's up. Well, thank y'all for taking the time once again. Um, like I said, I, I wish y'all the best of success in future endeavors. I'm gonna be bumping this album some more. Is it um is it out on vinyl yet or um? Yeah, yeah, it's out on vinyl. We got a double vinyl with a poster and uh, two red colored uh, vinyls. Nice, 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 nice. Yeah, man, and I mean, you got you guys got Denmark and. And you know, Scud with this cult classic LP, man. I, it's it just seemed like things are only going up for Dirty Science. So I'm yes, I'm gonna be looking. That's time right there. Yeah, I'm gonna be looking out. I'm gonna be looking out for more, man, in terms of what you guys got. But I like this whole thing that you guys got going with this camp. You know, um, so definitely best of success with that. Shout out to Quelle. Yes, Quelle Chris, right? Is he is he down with y'all too? Yeah, uh, yeah, we're about to go. We're about to go on tour uh, to Europe. Actually, uh, Blue, 
Jack Savage, Quelle in Denmark. So yeah, that's nice. family right there too. Nice. That's what's up. Joe Haas, what's what's next for you, man? What's what's the next individual goal uh for you as as in your career, your music career? I mean, I just wanna stay creating, stay having a platform to put out albums. I'm definitely, you know, pushing the E and J record as of now. That's like my uh my first thing on my plate, but I'm definitely gonna drop some more free shit uh this year. Definitely plan on uh, you know, Keeping my face out there, definitely plan on touring, keep touring, you know, and uh, by next mm. year you have another Dag Savage joint, but you'll definitely hear a lot of music from me this year, man. I'm definitely going to be in everybody's faces for sure. You know, we're hitting this tour mark. We really, and the guys like us, we got to hit the road. We got to stay on the road. So that's, definitely. that's the goal for right now. Stay on that road, man. Stay stay eating, you know? Right, right. Any any other producers you want to work with Um, that, that you see yourself like doing maybe one-off songs with or something? Yeah, I mean, I have a relationship with my brother, Mr. Brady. We always uh, do records together, so I definitely want to try to do some more working with uh, Mr. Brady. Definitely my man, Ab Joe. And, nice. uh, you know, those, 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 between those two cats, we always come up with jewels, you know, so. Yeah. Definitely be on the lookout for that. Dope, dope. Exile, it seems like um you've, I mean, you seem like you've done everything, bro. I mean, shit. I mean, you got... The collabo LPs, you got your in, you got an instrumental project up your notch. You got um you got a, a album where you're rapping. I mean, what else is there for you to do? What what else is there that's gonna push your creative, you know, energy? Um, uh, there's some uh, buddies of mine. We've actually been jamming live, doing live stuff. I've been playing the drums. You can nice, a, a little guitar and keys. You know, uh, I, I'm uh trying to be there for them while I can to help them get sharper in the sharper in their recording techniques but they pretty much already got it but um there's some there's some uh names being thrown out that we might come up with for a band you know ah, dope but, you know but uh yeah I'm definitely planning on doing some live stuff and I definitely uh plan on uh, definitely keep doing the live NPC stuff as well so we're gonna get so, um uh, the Dirty Science Experiment or the Dirty Science Quintet? <laughs> <laughs> you never know. You never know. <laughs> Man, we're trying to just get to that big screen, to that TV screen as well. You know what I mean? So trying to hit these scripts, all that shit. <laughs> dope, yeah, yeah. Dope. And I'm, I'm, I stay making uh, videos as well, too. So. Oh, yeah, 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 definitely. I I I forgot to mention, man, you, you had put out a... I, it kind of came out on the low, but the... um. What is it? The floppy disks. The, disc, uh, uh, zip disk and floppies. Yeah. Yeah, zip disk and floppies. That instrumental project that was pretty dope, but it kind of came out on a low. Maybe it wasn't on a low, but it just came and you know. Yeah, it's it just, definitely kind of on the low. It's just yeah, like yeah. One of those projects you put out where you, you know, you have beats laying around, but you want to get them heard. You throw it out, but it was dope. Definitely up, your, you know, your alley in terms of what we're used to from you. So that was dope. So thank you, brothers, sure. again for you know taking the time. Before we get out of here, um, give the people um, uh, you know, a briefing on where they could keep updated with you, you know, connected. Whether it's your website, your Twitter, Facebook, IG, whatever. Yeah, go to thedirtyscience.com. You can also check Exile Radio for Facebook or Exile Manfredi for Facebook or at Exile Radio. For uh, Instagram and IG. Dope. Dope. Joe Haas got. I'm at uh, Twitter. On Twitter, I'm at 
Dag Sav, D-A-G-S-A-V. Uh, Facebook, Joe Haas, Dag Savage. Same thing on Instagram, Joe Haas, Dag Savage, you know. We also got the fan page, the Dag Savage fan page. Nice, so be nice. Sure, be sure to check that out. The DirtyScience.com, though, will keep you updated with all that. There you have it, DirtyScience.com. Thank you again for being on the line. People, remember, y'all can check us out at www.outtheboxmedia. That's O-U-T-D-A-B-O-X media.com. Um, we are on Twitter at Out The Box Media, and we're on Facebook at Out The Box TV. It was a pleasure, gentlemen, to have y'all on the line. Again, best of success in the future. We're going to uh, go out with the last track of the of the evening. It's, this one actually features Aloe Black. It's also off the E&J album uh, by Dag Savage. It's called When It Rains, featuring Aloe Black, another favorite of mine. And then uh, we're going to go out with another, we're going to uh, go into another bonus track um, called Better Believe featuring Tri-State of Durag Dynasty, which is off the Warning mixtape. So first track, When It Rains, featuring Aloe Black, and then Better Believe. So... Thank y'all again for being on the line. Out the Box Radio. Got Dag Savage here. This track is called When It Rains, featuring Aloe Back. Check it yes, out, yes. y'all. Peace, world. Peace. Hey. Thank y'all. <laughs> oh. Like I'm missing your touch All alone in his zone Steady puffing my touch Little nigga in the city Where the guns are some must Cause every time a nigga crush They say I fuck her too much She used to love me Tease me Rub me Please me The ill not a greasy Come on take it easy For real y'all believe me I can't understand How she hold a nigga hard In the palm of her hand And how God created Adam Through the smallest of sands But the queens run the serpent Don't belong to no man Yeah Your brothers know my protocol I got love for my daddy But I don't fuck with Dog. Nah, my heart colder than the South Pole. Close your mouth and get hit up by the savage outlaws. Yeah, this country got cancer in the breast. Don't ask me why I'm motherfucking stressed. is way beyond stuck between the struggle i hear beefing with my baby mom we paying child support up in court trying to raise my sons they don't understand they think i'm wilding out like gay beyond so i hit the stage for crumbs niggas gotta get the dope see these cells are struggling so we gotta hit the road 30 minutes on the stage and all you get to stick a drove 30 days away from home they think you ain't got shit to show up on the do they really know that i can understand the pain gotta certify together so i can understand the strain bills and the children make it hard for you to keep it sane so please believe i'm sorry when i flip and call you out your name. Ain't the way that I was raised, my mama raised me better Cause even with our pops, she kept the family together Yeah, that's why I'm missing your touch All alone in the zone, steady puffing my touch
sunshine, come snow, come sleet, the show must go When I leave out the door. So ready, Pagliacci, ready. I yeah. have my umbrella. Allegations while my gladiators roast you. Jack Frost nipping at your nose, whistle blow. If the money too short, let the missile toe. Fly elegant, slick talk, eloquent. My etiquette, decorate the style, something decadent. Cookies and milk, candy cane and silk on a quilt. With two or three birds, I play the tilt. Like Morris Chestnut, waves spinning on my fresh cut. Chrome dripping on my Lex truck. Horsepower to slay, speaker box going crazy. This is gift wrap, let it play. Believe me, believe You gotta have trust, so believe me Believe me, believe You gotta have trust, you gotta be me. Yeah, and you don't wanna get your spit on These cats is full of shit like the toilet bowls that I sit on And TJ with a spliff and a Michi Lada to sip on Your motherfuckers fake as a Jerry Crow with a clip on And to these devils I'm job blessed Drop a bomb to your body, all you have is your arms left Verbal architect when constructing my concepts These rappers fucking scared like a Middle East conflict yeah, I spit that poison in strict nine. Bars always dope like a junkie who sniff lines. Reconstructing molecules, destroying your enzymes. She even looked my way, guaranteed that the chick's mine. Yeah, it's like a spiritual facelift. Cause the streets full of snow like a sleigh rope by Saint Nick. Got niggas getting hired in a room full of paint chips. And my pins like a brush, free the collar with paint with. Believe me, believe you gotta have trust, so believe me. Believe me, believe me. You gotta have trust, you gotta be. Believe me. 